and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... <laughs> Justin DeClue. And Colin Cunningham, you silly ass. Whoa, no. are we on a crank phone call <laughs> right now? Yeah. Oh, sorry. We, there was a silence there because April had to cut us laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, it was like uh, blew out the mic almost. <laughs> yeah, you, that's right. We fell seen... out of our chair and just rolling. <laughs> oh, the sound wave was like spiking like It's what Colin was doing when uh, the jerky boys themselves were at the height of their power in the early 90s. <laughs> the height of their power from 1993 to 1995. <laughs> wow. So how big were the jerky boys? Uh, they were, they were huge. I mean, to me, I mean, I can't remember the first time I heard them, but it was probably like late 80s, early 90s. They were around in the 80s? Yeah, I think that's when they started and they became popular. So it was like very underground. Uh, and then Howard Stern started playing their tapes on the show. Mm. And what did they do, Colin, for people that may not know? We may have to explain the whole concept oh, of their bid as well. Yeah, that's something that you don't you don't see the kids doing anymore is crank phone calls. They no. would call up people. They would mostly like call people, I think, from, uh, what do you call it? Like, like businesses and stuff? Uh, or no, from like the classified ads, oh, and, like classified. newspapers. Again, something that people don't know about. Uh, people like looking for something or looking to hire somebody, whatever, and they would call up and they would just do these silly voices and they would record it and they would, uh, I don't know, play them somewhere. I mean, it's crazy that this became such a phenomenon, yeah. um, but it did. And it became like a comedy record that you would listen to and laugh with your friends. Yeah. Right? I mean, prank phone calls have existed even in record form forever. I have a Sammy Petrillo record, star of <laughs> Bela Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla, the Jerry Lewis impersonator. Yeah. And he... He did a prank call record like in the 60s. Wow. Yeah. So it's a thing. I think ever since phones have been, you know, were invented, I think oh, Alex- <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell was doing crank phone calls. Hey there, silly ass. So I got to say right from the get-go, I don't find prank phone calls very funny, mostly because oftentimes it's punching down to the yeah. sucker that has to answer a phone. Yeah. And... I, you know, I know I have some friends who like some more recent ones in the last decade, and those are very complex jokes that right. you're trying to get someone down a path. Right. And I did my due diligence that I went to go listen to some jerky boy uh, things from their albums on YouTube that have millions of hits. And it's literally them just throwing racial terms. Yeah, and- we tried to do that, too, and I it wasn't. I wasn't really super impressed. No, it's just and there's not even a good reaction from the people. Oftentimes they just laugh, uh, or, or they or they're, they're just like, confused or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know. But like platinum selling albums. Listen, back people in the day, like did, could not get enough. I know. Back in the day, they just hit at a certain moment, and um, you know, yeah, Howard Stern started playing their tapes on air, and then I guess he had them on because they're from New York, from Queens, two low lives from Queens. Um, before we get too much into this, I just need to say that this is a patron requested episode. Yeah. For our. Um, like every four month, uh, quarter monthly uh, listener request. Our quarterly quarter- patron request. Yeah, yeah like uh, we do a bad movie lottery if you're on the patron level at $2 uh, or above. And uh, Stephen Campbell was the winner this time, and he was very kind uh, to give us four different choices. Oh, thank God. And we uh, we immediately would pick the Jerky Boys. Yeah, I think we all just said Jerky Boys. <laughs> I got to be honest, I have always been intrigued with this movie, and I... I, I wanted I wanted to see it. Uh, uh, the same. It used to be on the back of every comic book as well. Yeah, really? and I, I I'm surprised I haven't seen it. 
You and hadn't seen it. No, I hadn't. Because you were this, a, a jerky boy This is the first time, and I was like... I was <laughs> You're like, listen, <laughs> I had my I Andrew Dice clay leather jacket ready to go to the jerky boy. You pick, are a little more of that that I age. had to pick one or the other. I couldn't... Uh, when I was um, on uh, Napster and LimeWire and stuff, sometimes like jerky boy files would come up, and this is later. But they were often people who were not the jerky boys, and yeah, I was right. mislabeled. Day, man, I didn't know Weird Al swore so much in his song parody. Yeah, like I remember there was one... And it was labeled Tom Green. Now, I don't know if it was Tom Green, but it was him like calling a Chinese restaurant and doing like a offensive accent mm-hmm. and asking for things like, like, I'll take like bang, bang, boogie. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, that wouldn't surprise me if Tom Green did that. Yeah, but I think Tom was. Green is much weirder than the jerky boys mm-hmm. are. Yeah, I don't think Tom Green made prank phone calls. Correct me oh, if I'm, I'm sure wrong, gen- ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure he did. Well, let me get his biography out and <laughs> give it a read here. Yeah. Good book, I might add. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I, I can remember, I think we had the, the third album. I remember my brother brought over the third CD and just me and my brother and my dad just sitting around listening to it. Just like in tears laughing like it was the funniest thing we'd ever heard. And I think the the, the third album came, wait, 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 the third album, yeah. that came out in 1996. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's probably like later. Because okay. after the movie. Well, the first album yeah. was 1993. And mm-hmm. I think the movie was shot in 93, 94. And then yeah. the studio sat on it, didn't know what to do with it. And then they released it in 1995 to coincide with their second <clears throat> album. Uh, release. I love the idea that the studios moved that quickly. <laughs> They're like, yeah. you know who needs the movies? These two uncharismatic guys yeah. who look like they'd be and rather be anywhere else. You you have to strike while the iron is hot. It's like with That's the true. it's like with the Fat Boys. You know when exactly. Disorderlies came out. Like you have to. They, they have a moment. They have like maybe. Oh well, a, the Fat Boys were in multiple movies, not just Disorderlies. Yeah, they, I know. they were also movie, in that Def Jam movie. To get their yeah. to get their own movie, I mean, it's Crush like you Ruth, really yeah. have to like get that yeah. that year period you know 12 yeah. months so, it's like the two films like the lambada movies that came exactly. out for the new this, dance this is what i was gonna say so the the jerky boys are what we would call a novelty yeah for sure. and this is a novelty movie um there are lots of novelty movies the lambada movie but like remember like from justin to kelly like yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. yeah. Uh, let's take the two finalists from american yeah. idol that's popular right now let's put them in the movie even though yeah. they can't act yeah um maybe the fat boys movie is followed there's there's other examples of this and that's why i was so intrigued with this movie um because it's like they made a movie out of that yeah okay and it's do you remember the guy in american idol i don't remember his name that he sang like really badly he was chinese william hung william hung yes he had his own hong kong movie centered around him yeah there you go i mean he had a whole uh, example he was in a few episodes of arrested development was he? I don't even remember that. Uh, it was when uh, Judge Reinhold. That's did just the... like stunt casting. Though. Yeah, it was yeah. like uh, William Hung and the Hung Jury. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh good. It was really funny. <laughs> uh, just like this movie that we're about to discuss, right, guys? Um, okay, so to open off <sighs> about this An movie, eight million dollar budget. Eight really? million dollars. Wow, yep. it looks pretty well, good. It was, for it was a touchstone uh, picture. 
Uh, what know. is that? Touchstone owned by Disney, I think. Uh, yeah, it's oh. Disney for their adult works. Well, yeah, because <laughs> this movie is Disney after Ooh, dark. Is it ever? <laughs> swear words. Anyway, I just wanted to preface by saying I actually liked this movie, and I'm embarrassed, I guess, to say that. You did? I did not I, like this movie. We laughed yeah. quite a bit. And, oh my god! Um, we watched it twice. We were kind of a little tipsy the first time we watched it. So. Uh, but I generally got some laughs out of, well, Alan Arkin. And I have to say that right out, right out of the gate, uh, that he's my favorite part of this movie. Does Alan Arkin know where he is it, in this he's movie? He's doing a think, kind of blasé performance. I don't think yeah. anybody knows where they are. Uh, Tom Jones is in this movie. And yeah, I, Tom Jones was like booked for a gig and he showed up. This has an amazing trailer. If you look at it on YouTube, it's five minutes long. It like appeared on VHS and it's filled with like behind the scenes footage. Yeah, I saw it. Like, we watched Alan that. Alan Arkin having to be like, oh yeah, I, I love the Jerky Boys. What they're doing is he may have just is, been is, for a page revolutionary. And then Tom Jones go, I've never heard of the Jerky Boys. I don't know what I'm doing in this movie. They got celebrities to be in this movie: Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> Tom Jones, um, the the guy from the Christmas store, uh, Christmas Vacation, William, William Hickey, William Hickey, or Hickney, yeah, Alan Arkin. The guy who does the voice of the uh, mad scientist in Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, the guy from The Sopranos, one of the guys. Vincent um, Salvatore? Pastore. Pastore. I think all these other stars, <laughs> it just weakens the Jerky Boys' pure charisma. I think, well, they have two celebrities in this movie. They're called the Jerky Boys. Yeah. Uh, Johnny right. B. So for, for people that don't know who the Jerky Boys are, it's just like a duo, Johnny Johnny B and, and Kamal. Johnny Brennan, uh, who you might know from, uh, who now does voice work on Family Guy. He plays... I was going to say Big Money Hustlers, the insane <laughs> clown posse movie. I, I like that uh, they actually broke up. <laughs> like... Rudy Raymore was in that movie, according to the poster. I was yeah, like, yeah, they're in the insane clown posse movie, both of them, but they never share a scene together. I think That's they had, uh, they were on the outs at that point. And then I love the fact that like uh, Kamal like, sent the manager a note. To pass down to Johnny saying he was leaving the They were not the on speaking boys. terms. Why didn't he, he, he crank call him? Yeah, he should have cranked called him. <laughs> <laughs> he should have called him as like, I want to know, like, like was I'm one of them up. like, I'm the brains of the operation. You'd be nothing if it wasn't for me. I mean, that's clearly Johnny B. Yeah. Johnny B does all the popular voices for the most part. This, yeah. Okay, that, that wait, was, wait. That was I, kind wait, of obvious. April, are you like a jerky boys like <laughs> professional now? You're like, my favorite voice is the old guy or... Sal Rosenberg. There's like a well, list of characters. It was pretty clear like when uh, I was younger and I started listening to these that Johnny B was kind of doing most of the heavy lifting. And I think he kind of started doing this and like Kamal they grew up together no in I think they did it together they but did, clearly yeah. he was doing more of the voices and it was like well we're doing it together so we're the jerky we're oh god this cat so we're the jerky boys like this is our thing mm-hmm. but he's kind of doing all the heavy lifting in the movie and I assume on the albums all as the well. funnier bits are him all the funnier voices usually are Johnny B and Kamal kind of just does the one Indian voice and and Kissel I, I do like the old man Frank Kissel <laughs> voice it's funny. well I'll say never having cracked a grin or a smile through this <laughs> film they're all unfunny voices to me <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't like Sal Rosenberg, which is the old man. Hey, what's going on? It's me. I'm doing a prank call, you son of a that's, bitch. That's Frank Stick Rizzo. Sal Rosenberg kind of talks like this. Frank Rizzo just sounds like Johnny B doing a yeah. somewhat, somewhat Italian accent. Open your fucking ears, you jackass. Yeah, uh, and Silly. all his voices sound the same. I'm sorry. They kind of do. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're kind of like the the New York voice. And, every, and also he has this uh, homosexual 
sexual character who's I am kind fey. of talks like this. Yeah, and literally every line has something to do with something going up someone's ass or talking about pimples on your ass or hemorrhoids. It's just nothing but butt stuff. Yeah, we should be clear. Like, there are no jokes, really. Oh, it's just I insulting the people. I disagree. And, and if you look at the cover of the CD, it's like, not for the easily offended. I'm like, oh, okay. I get it now. Uh, yeah. Um. Like, I listened to one, uh, racial slurs just flocking out of their no. mouth. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably that. even bluer on the record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. Um, <laughs> Colin's like, I don't remember that. Don't Colin, it was the 90s. But I was, but like I was laughing so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, what does that say about that. you, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the early 2000s. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, like, we'll get into the plot of this movie, which <laughs> plot. is pretty simple. But um, my favorite thing I'm going to get it out is Kamal's acting, which is. <laughs> One of the worst actors I've ever seen in a movie. And it's because he's not an actor. I can get that. Johnny, Very Johnny B is at least kind of keeping up. He's not great yeah. either. But Kamal is like looking at the camera. He can barely get lines out without looking like he's laughing. Yeah, he's Everything's monotone. It's incredibly amusing yeah. to me. My favorite thing, we'll get him off all right from the get-go, <laughs> is Johnny B's beautiful mane of hair. Oh, my gosh. It's a great this mullet. Is, this is like hard target Van Damme. It's like down to like his his waist, pretty much. <laughs> no, it's not that long, but I think it's past the shoulders. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely past the it shoulders. It looks like two parts. It looks like, you know, Van Damme in, in hard target. It looks like mm-hmm. the, the longer part has been like connected to the top part. <laughs> He's yeah. wearing somehow. extensions. He's wearing a mullet. <laughs> Oh, extension. But yeah. like when he, when he, it's like one of those hats that have the hair in it, except it's his hair. But when he gets uh, all dressed up at certain points where they're trying to get all formal, he's got it in a ponytail. Yeah. So I would love to be in the writer's room for this movie where they're like, all right, we got to give people what they want. Them making calls. How are we going to get there? And they get there. There's, oh, they get there. There's so much phone-based humor. <laughs> well, right at the beginning, there's a lot. Oh, if it isn't like phones, it's walkie-talkies or intercoms. I forgot to say, my other favorite character is, is uh, Johnny B's mom, oh, um, who apparently played Lorraine Bracco's mom in uh, Goodfellas. But she sounds like Lorraine Bracco sounds now, which is, she kind of talks like this. Um, she's like uh, Andrew Dice Clay smoked a lot of cigarettes I think but I love you, her you boys gotta get off my couch and get a job memories two lazy bums I, I loved her she was and then later in the movie she gets to do a lot of stuff but she's always wearing this like uh, I guess she works at a diner it's like this horrible polyester diner, diner uniform where's Kamal's parents he has no yeah. exterior <laughs> life no yeah he doesn't Maybe he's adopted uh, but god the, we were laughing so hard at uh, the mom's voice during the movie. Sorry, Sorry April's, April's joking. You're laughing too hard. Too hard. Uh, yeah, we're like, God, she sounds like Lorraine Bracco does now. And then when, when April found out that she was like the mom in Goodfellas. And then at Karen's one point, mom. at one point I thought, I think maybe Johnny B is like doing her voice because it sounds like one of his I characters. I don't think so. Yo, Oh, it was almost couch. like a like a yeah. jerky Johnny place. B's like, I want to be Peter Seller. I want to play multiple kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked they didn't go that way. Like they met all the jerky boys characters, and it's them like dressed up, practical makeup. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Oh, yeah. 
whatever. Because the concept of the movie is they love Whoa, to make Whoa, finally, Frank... Frank Rizzo in the flesh! Here he is! Yeah, <laughs> and boy, phone calls. they really build that up at the beginning of the movie. So the, the movie opens with them. First of all, the movie opens with the production company logos, and they're being heckled by the jerky boys. Ugh. So you know, you know. <laughs> You're in, for a, you're in for a great time. And then we we open up with them in an interrogation room with bags over their heads. Because I guess it's like... Choice. I guess it's like the first time that, you know, people have ever seen them. Like they oh, only is know that them. what was up with those bags? I, yeah, because like you've never seen them before. You only know them from the CDs and the tapes and stuff like that. <laughs> you're like, yep, they look exactly the way that <laughs> I thought they were. This is a big <laughs> unveiling. We're finally going to see... <laughs> The jerky <laughs> boys. The jerky boys. <laughs> it's like who is Thomas Pynchon? Yeah. Number two, who are the jerky boys? Number three, who is Deep Throat? You know, it's like Banksy. <gasps> We're gonna see. Yeah, you know these. Yeah. I They're have like no idea who that is. <laughs> Daft Punk. Yeah. So like they, uh, you see them doing the voice. The camera is doing the Dutch angles in this scene. Is they're insane. Yeah, they went a little crazy at the beginning. They're they're like Batman 1960s, like Dutch angles. <laughs> they want to let you know this is a comedy comedy. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't tell by the funny voices. They haven't picked up a phone yet. How are we supposed to know they're the drinking boys? But I remember like Kamal starts singing the Indian voice. I remember April just going, <laughs> Yeah, and that's like most of, of Kamal's shtick is just doing his... Uh, uh, Stereotypical Indian character. To be fair, his father is from Bangladesh. So. That's great. Um, but <laughs> That's great. I just don't think that there's anything funny about that character other than, oh, it's a foreign character. Yeah. You know, it's not really, I mean, are the other characters more funny? I don't know. That's the thing about Kamal's stuff is he, he no. just sort of like yells a lot. Uh, yeah, he, he just pre- keeps going, ah! Yeah, he's the Egyptian magician Tarbash and usually just calls people up pretending like his eye has been bitten by a snake or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, I like his old man character because he sounds like Mr. Plinkett, but you, there's a Person. lot more comedy you can mine by an old person character Um which Sal Rosenberg is another example, then just the reason that this character is funny is that they have a, an Indian accent. Like, that's all it really had going for it. This is the thing. And I feel like the uh, Jerky Boys over the years, you know, have been heavily skewed by, by Johnny B's work. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think Kamal really contributes very much to the to the duo well this is the big uh you know expose here <laughs> colin's coming out he's like johnny b he was the anchor of the jerky boys yet i believe it was kamal that broke up with johnny he b did. wasn't yeah, it yeah 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 we're yeah, really he dissecting he, he was the one who sent a note yeah, to the, the manager jerky boys, uh, relationship like behind, behind the behind the laugh behind the phone <laughs> yeah. call but behind the jerks yeah. i was it was so funny because i was looking up on youtube and i found like an inside edition episode from like you know 1992 or something where it was like be careful who you give your phone number to because <laughs> one of the jerky boys could pick it up and it was like we had them at the inside edition offices and had them answer and, our phones oh for a few god. hours and it was just like oh god almighty hey you piece of shit what are you doing <laughs> yeah, you fucking silly ass jackass hey they have beefy tits yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, <laughs> I can hear the laughter in April's voice. <laughs> it's just there's nothing funny about sizzle chest or, or beefy tits or, or or sugar sugar pants is kind of funny, I guess. But that's fruity ass. Yeah, fruity ass. That's Come just a, that's kind of like a that's basically like a, a gay slur. Well, whatever. Yeah, slur. Lift her lips, whatever. I mean, my cousin used to call me sizzle chest. He thought it was the funniest thing in the world. But I'm I like, can't even begin 
to understand what the fuck a sizzle chest is. It it's not, and it's it not anything. It doesn't matter. It just sounds funny. And there's April, <laughs> you don't get memes, man. <laughs> like, I thought I got memes. The maybe... boy, it's a frog. He's on a unicycle. That's what's funny about it. Doesn't it matter. It just sounds funny. In a, in it's a, just a funny word. Okay. It's a funny phrase in a New York accent. Hey, there's sizzle chest. Yeah, I, I'm going to be with you, April. I don't get sizzle chest at all. There's no funny <laughs> words in that. Yeah. Sizzle chest, whatever. Anyway, so uh, like if it was like diarrhea face or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say something that, that was if, even if it was just like poopy pants or something. That's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm already laughing. <laughs> what are you six? <sighs> okay, so anyway, let's get to the plot. So um, like, we haven't even doesn't have Johnny the Bean. Art of <laughs> the art. There's I don't a little know, bit of chest. there's a little bit of setup where it's like Johnny B and Kamala's kids <laughs> making crank phone calls, and then you see them as adults wearing the same outfits, which is very cute, I guess. I, I love how every there's so many flashbacks in this At opening the beginning, scene. Yeah. Oh, like, well, we got to see him do all the prank phone yeah, calls. But like, Every every scene is like <laughs> crank phone call related. Yeah. Because what else oh. are you gonna do? I wrote it down. So <laughs> they have a job at a construction site where they torture their boss on the walkie talkie. Not yeah. even torturing. He's looking at them doing it. You can see them and they're like throwing dirt on him and doing like the Frank Rizzo voice. Yeah, they're very bad at prank phone calls. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's yeah. staring at them on the walkie talkie. He knows it's them. Yeah. They're just going, ah, oh, you silly ass, whatever. And he's like, you're fired. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, cuts to them. It's like, what is he working at? Like a the fast uh, food, the, fast food the, joint. The drive through, like, ah, you silly ass. Which, by the way, <laughs> the fast food intercom has a face on it that moves. That, I wish that existed. That's not that would a be thing. so good. But hey, visually, it looked interesting. It Listen, looks you can't. You know, prank phone calls don't work if you don't see the lips moving. <laughs> <laughs> the doing it. Also, it was called. Um, Burger Bob's. Very close to Bob's yeah, yeah, Burger Bob's. What did he call like? Yeah, like the joke of the fast food is like, you want your nipple juice or something <laughs> oh, like yeah. that? Like, that's something it. to do with nipples. No, he's taking his order and he's like misinterpreting everything. He's like, yeah, we got to fried nipples in here and like whatever. And the guy's like, no, no, that's not what I want. Uh, I mean, they deserve to be fired from those jobs. Yeah, and he's like covering up his son's ears. And then it, it flashes back to them on just sitting on the couch. I guess they just sit on the couch all day and the mother's like giving them shit and then I wonder if this movie would have worked if it was R-rated and there's stuff It is R-rated Is it? Uh, Are you kidding? The language language? Yeah PG-13 even back then you can't get that many fucks Oh this is like fuck 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 Oh I didn't even realize there were any F's I just thought like they were like effing and Jeff fucking shit (laughs) fuck (laughs) shit Alan Arkin says that okay so one thing I wanted to bring up do you think this movie would have been better if it was maybe more of like a documentary style and there were real people in it, kind of like a Borat. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like Jackass or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, because the issue uh, with the whole crank phone call thing is, well, these are just actors, you know? Um, and a similar uh, movie that does this is the Tom Gr- Green movie, um, Freddy Got Fingered. Mm-hmm. Oh, that movie's amazing. For his, but for his show, he would... Um, do all these crazy things to real people but right. in the movie they're actors so it's like does it doesn't quite work the same way and but right, i think right. the problem though is i don't like to see people just like terrorized by these comedians <laughs> yeah, I mean, this like, is it's a little more it's prank phone calls so it's like yeah. but like they call someone at a hospital they're like i got a hemorrhoid yeah. and the person's like i'm a nurse please i'm working at a hospital yeah what are you I doing think i would argue in this instance it's still funny but would it have been funnier if it was more of like a jackass type, your dirty grandpa or whatever, or bad grandpa. 
who knows? I mean, it, it would have more immediacy to it, but for me, the base concept is not something that gets me chuckling, so I don't think it would have made a difference. <laughs> hey, they made I would have been more impressed by it. They made a movie out of guys who make crank phone calls. I know, um, and they don't even actually have them make the crank phone calls. Yeah, I mean, like, later, like, it becomes, like, um, we're going to... Uh, uh, record ourselves talking, or they do the intercom thing again. Like it, it, it goes well, they, out of the realm. They gotta of mix crank it up. Yeah, calls. you can't be like crank phone calling. No, it, I agree. You know. I I liked this movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Okay, I will say that I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did get. Oh, there are some. I could not smash that one star on Letterboxd fast <laughs> enough. It's really, really stupid, but it, it might be just the kind of stupid that that it just Watching jived it, with I was me. like, I watch Dirty Work instead. <laughs> Another one time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not novelty Norm act, uh, but Norm McDonald. So <laughs> fun. It reminded Colin. me of that. Colin, I like Norm McDonald a lot. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's yeah. watch it tonight. But I did get. <laughs> There are a couple moments with Alan Arkin that I, I really laughed at. Um, so <laughs> Alan we, Arkin's funny in this. Yeah. Because he, he's taking it seriously, but at the same time, he's, like we said earlier, he, he kind of seems like he doesn't know what movie he's in. Yeah, he doesn't, well, he's like, well, my agent told me to, you know, it's usually when uh, an actor says, like, you know, my kids were big fans. I got a call from my, <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I got a call from my agent. That's the vibe I'm getting. Um, <laughs> and he's like, uh, who is this Greg Rizzo guy? Fruity ass. It's just the, his, the way he says it is funny. And then they're like, oh, I said, they said you knew Mario. Mario, there's like 500 Marios. <laughs> yeah. like wait, 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 we're jumping Sorry. ahead because another issue I had with this film is the whole plot, they bring it onto themselves. They do. keep they're st- digging deeper. For seemingly no reason other than um, they're just they're scamming. They're trying to scam them up. They're mom. trying to get a job, basically, because the mom is giving them shit for just being lazy. And uh, so basically, they go to their bar, Mickey's. They try to get... Well, they meet their not friend, the guy that knows them from the neighborhood, and he gives them the idea, I guess. Brett he's, Weir. He's like, this guy looked really funny to me. <laughs> just the, just the, the, uh, the, the, this is my favorite the design part, because this actor is from Frankenhooker. He's like an extra in King of New York, the Abel Ferreira oh, that's film. Right, so yeah. he's like a New York actor. Yeah, he's got a... Gi- yeah, James Lawrence is his he's name. He's got a gigantic pompadour and a huge, big, like, wide-shouldered suit. Yeah, he's got some shoulder pads going on. <laughs> he's a guy in RoboCop 3 at the beginning who's like, oh, you crashed my car, <laughs> I didn't <know> RoboCop! <laughs> it's funny because he reminded me of one of the characters in the very first episode of RoboCop, the TV series that I worked on. <laughs> I would not be and surprised if And I looked him up too. and it wasn't him, but he was in RoboCop 3. Just oh yeah, completely so he's random. just he's just happened to be in the Robocop Yeah, franchise. so they go to the, like their local bar, Mickey's. They try, uh, they're like deadbeats. They have like a six hundred dollar tab or something. And this is yeah. the friend that they terrorized when they were kids with crank phone calls. Brett Weir. Oh, was that the kid at the beginning that yeah. like they tricked his parents into thinking he? Yeah, did the something mom's like smacking him yeah. and stuff it's all, like it's that. It's all coming together. What a tight script. You and then he says that uh, it all comes back. They're setting up, you know, yeah. things that you got to pay off. Exactly. And oh. then he says he's going to like a meeting. He pays for their drinks, and then they just decide to crank call this restaurant. They don't know what he does. Yeah, or... but I thought they they didn't know that the mob would be there. No, they just crank call the mob. I don't think they know that. But then don't they call and bring up the name of the friend and be like trash talking him? Oh yeah, okay. So I thought that they just they just got the idea. See, we watched it twice and we don't even know. We do not even know. It's like a Thomas Pynchon novel. So many layers. You know, (laughs) you really gotta break it down. Speaking of watching this movie twice, this movie is like eighty something minutes. It's so mercifully short, and that's another reason why I loved it. (laughs) Liked it. Still says you. 
where I'm like, why, why are, why is Kamal making out with the assistant nurse or I mean waitress? Oh yeah, assistant waitress. Oh, you mean the the that's, yeah the waitress? That's later on at Tuts. You mean mm-hmm. okay? Tuts, so then oh, we're God. yeah. So okay, so Frank Rizzo. The character calls like the, <laughs> the mob. The character calls the, the mob. The, calls the mob at this restaurant, and then he says, <laughs> "Yeah, they're so good that like they become flesh and blood as we listen to them." <laughs> yeah, he calls. Uh, was it Vincent Pastore? The guy from uh, The Sopranos. Yeah, and then uh, he says, "I'm from Chicago. My name is Mario, or Frank Rizzo. Sorry." Uh, and he says, "I know Alan Arkin from back in the day." Back from the old country. Back from the old country. Say. My two guys from Chicago are coming into New York. Show them a good time, pretty much. So they just kind of scam their way. I have no idea what their end game is with this. Yeah, like it's not. It's not discussed. Like, hey, we should do this because then the mob will treat us like one of their own, and then maybe we could be in the mob like our friend there. No. That's never discussed. So it's not clear what their goal is or what their plan is. They just want a free meal. Yeah, they just want to freeload. They're just like seeing as far as they could get. Hey, we have one talent. Crank phone calls. Let's use it to our our ultimate ability and see where it gets us. We just need a lot of phones. So then they introduce Ernie Lazaro, who's Alan Arkin. He's like the kind of mob boss in New York. And he's like, I love how... how <laughs> Introduces him exactly like Alan Arkin's performances, sleeping in a chair. Sleeping in a chair. <laughs> I was in between takes. I just love how... Uh, and he says, yeah, he says he knew like Mario. He knows you from Mario back in the day. And he's like, I've got those like 400 Marios. And I love how long they spend actually trying to figure out who... Who Frank Rizzo is. Who Frank is. Rizzo is. It's like... Could he have been this? Could he have been that? Is he the guy that sent the killer clown? Hey, you better write that down because that's going to come up later. <laughs> Apparently that was a reference to a bit, which I did not know. And, yeah. and it was a reference to some crank so, phone call right. from the album. Okay. Yeah, so then they uh, they cut to it. They're like, all right, fine. Let's like take these guys out for night in the town. And then uh, this limo is picking them up. They're dressed in like these ridiculous like 1970s yeah, suits. they're wearing I guess it's comedy like, outfits. Yeah, I guess it's like, yeah, they're dad suits that have been lying around from the 70s or something. Very ill-fitting. And then they go to uh, see Tom Jones. And I'm like, they're not going to show Tom Jones in this movie. And first of all, the place that they show up to has a huge marquee outside that says Tom Jones. It looks like, mm-hmm. like the Apollo Theater. It's gigantic. <laughs> and when they go inside, it's just like a restaurant. It's very With a weird. tiny little stage. It's very, very strange. It's not like a concert hall, but the outside is like the biggest marquee I've ever seen. Hey, they only had $8 million budget. Um, so Tom Jones. <laughs> Do you think Tom Jones was a fan of the Jerky Boys? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> you think he was just like, this is the new movie, I'm available? I think it was... Yeah, you want me in your movie? Put my hand out, put the check in it, ready to go. Yeah, and I think, well, it was like he was singing Lendy Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way? Yes. And I think... Very good cover. He kind of came out with an album, I think, at that time, where he was, like, doing kind of, like, cool songs. Contemporary to, Contemporary covers? songs to, like, you know, get, uh, hip with the kids. Uh, <laughs> this 70-year-old man wants to show... <laughs> show hey, man, he still got it. This guy... I agree. He is guy, a wonderful singer. Jesus Christ, he can sing. And uh, I think it was one of those things, like, his agent... Hey, the Jerky Boys, you know, they're looking for a singer for some movie. But I, I never heard of them. You were watching some video where he's like, it's hilarious. I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's it, paid to say that. <laughs> of course he's going to say that. Like. It was like the EPK. It's hilarious. I yeah. love the Jerky Boys. Uh, yeah, exactly. 
Whoa, Tom Jones is from Mars Attack. I love that That's guy. That's right. He's in Mars Attack? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he plays himself. Is he Tim Burton? Does he always play himself? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What else is he going to play? A Welsh uh, coal miner? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway... Uh, what happens in this scene? In this scene, they're uh, at the restaurant. They're at the restaurant, and a big laugh for me was when Kamal just starts choking on something during Tom Jones's performance. And it's because he was looking at the lady's boobs. I don't know, but he starts choking on food, and then Johnny B just jumps over and starts punching him, and it's like he's giving him the Heimlich, but he's just punching him in the stomach. Really, he just really grabs hard. his neck and just starts wailing on his stomach. But like, it's so ooh. fast and hard. Yeah, like it, it seemed like it was almost like a joke between them or something. I don't know. Well, Tom Jones wasn't laughing. But he was reacting from from stage, going, "Oh, what's happening over there? I'm, I'm singing on stage." Yeah, not good. <laughs> I'm like, "What are the laughs coming?" We laughed. Where's a phone? <laughs> I want them to get back to making the crank call. April, you're gonna have to put some uh, some canned laughter on this. Uh, <laughs> this yeah, again, I don't know what that says about us, but we were amused by this movie. Very drunk. The first time. We were the, the second time. We still laughed at things, although we were hungover. So maybe that made a difference. We were supposed to record yesterday. We canceled because we were hungover. We were a little sleepy, but you know what? It's a holiday in Canada today. Uh, Jerky Boys Day, they should call it. No, it's Victoria. <laughs> no, Day. they shouldn't. Um, okay, so what no. happens next? Well, then they get okay. They they call again, uh, Frank Rizzo, and he's like, "Yeah, take my 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 boys out again." And then uh, they meet the mob bosses, and then they give them their first job, which mm. is to to go to Mickey's bar and beat up Mickey. Right, which they don't do. They just say, "Hey, lay low for a while." Um, yeah, and they that's try to. It. Basically, the mob just wants to him to sell his bar so they can knock the whole they go we're knocking down the whole block next monday to put up <laughs> next monday to put up condos to put up condos or something That's like just that like, ah, just like real condo developers it's, it's true like toronto. it's like toronto except mm. brad lamb can, oh never mind <laughs> where are our jerky boys to save the local mickeys yeah, we need a jerky boys team uh, a, a local uh, local heroes <laughs> yeah hey there silly ass don't sell that bland that's all I got. Um, so, what I, I I remember the scenes, but I don't remember what order they come in. Well, they get the shit beaten out of them by Mickey, and then uh, their pompadoured friend Brett Weir kind of rats them out. He's like, "Oh, oh yes. they've been pretending to be mobsters." He kind of like goes to to Alan Arkin. And he's like, "Those guys, they're from Queens. We grew up together." But then he, he shows them a picture. He's like, "Yeah, look, we grew up together," <laughs> and it's them in like baseball outfits. And then Brett Weir is like wearing a t-shirt that says bat boy it really like, looked oh. like it said rat boy but it's it's <laughs> them now like it's like look at we, we grew up together and it's just them as adults you know kind of a cute guy yeah so alan arkin they like kidnap them and they take them to this hot dog processing plant oh yeah that was funny Which i really like, did think it was kind of silly uh, that was a funny joke and they had uh, images of guys <laughs> that they had brought there and then an image of the hot dog below they them into <laughs> yeah. they're like yeah them. have you ever heard of this hot dog and he's like yeah everybody knows that hot dog brand they're all it's, over I think the it's city. called heavenly franks maybe i can't um, get remember. it heavenly because it's like we sent guys to heaven yeah. it's like the soiling green of hot dogs yeah and like one of the one of the i mean listen april all hot dogs are usually have a few human bits in them <laughs> probably you don't know what to know it's made of assholes um, <laughs> one of the victims the tastiest part one of the victims looks like uh looks like jimmy buffett or something There's one guy wearing like a <laughs> he's wearing like a hawaiian shirt but then they uh so then they use their their 
voice talents to, to, to get out to of this. Get they get on the, the intercom, they do a Mexican voice, and then they like end up escaping from the hot dog plant. This is so funny. Using the hot dogs they're climbing, as a rope? Yeah, they're climbing out the window using these linked hot dogs or linked sausages. And then Johnny B goes, you think these cocks are going to hold us? And we laughed really hard at that. Yeah, um, this, was, this was great. <laughs> we didn't notice that's what he said until the second time we watched it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we watched it with subtitles that time, you know, to really absorb it. Uh, so they escape. And um, then, uh, and then, yeah, and then they uh, go to a concert. Is this the um, Ozzy Osbourne scene, right? This is the Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> scene, and nothing makes any sense. You know, from now on, the movie is kind of like one crazy night, because it's just like night connects into the next day, and then that's the rest of the movie. So it's that kind of, basically the rest of the movie is kind of just, we got to outrun the mob, we got to outsmart the mob. Oh man, they are constantly going to stage shows. Yeah, there's like yeah. three. three stage there, there are three in this movie, which is a lot. We got to pad it out. You can't have them on the, the phone the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That's what we know them for. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do? Just sit in a basement and make crank calls? We got to get them out there. I mean... Wow, but you can... Oh, man. Can you imagine what kind of Jerky Boys movie could be made today with the magic of cell phones? And uh. deep fakes and... Uh... No, it would just be like people not recognizing the number and then just not picking up. It couldn't exist now the way it was. Um, but they go to a, like a... <laughs> A rock show. Yeah, they kind of fake their way in. They they as like uh, roadies. Mm -hmm. So they lock these roadies in the van, and then they kind of make the way, lifting like the the PA system. <laughs> and like every line like Kamal has is like, "Hey, yeah, we should go do this." As he like he's Why looking at the camera and kind of smiling. Huh? Huh? And then we yeah. see Ozzy Osbourne. I'm like, oh my god, Ozzy Osbourne's in this movie. He does not look like he knows where he is. But for that one shot, he's like, where have you guys been? Where have you guys where been? Am I here? I'm not sure he yeah. was a Jerky Boy fan. Um, <laughs> April, are you, every guest star, April's like, were they a Jerky oh, Boy fan? I, there's no other explanation for why they would be in this. Money! I, money! He only had $8 million, though. How much went to uh, Ozzy yeah. Osbourne? One went to Tom Jones. Seven of it went to the guest yes. stars. <laughs> It's like Sharon Osbourne. They made the I want Ozzy in that big jacket. They could have made this movie for a million dollars. It does look pretty cheap, but they rented out locations. You know, they had extras. <laughs> hey, they shot in Times Square. Sets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> Definitely paid for it. Oh, and they ever, it don't they ever let you know that they shot in Times Square? It's all up on screen. Oh, yeah. And then, so Ozzy Osbourne, you think, okay, is he going to perform? Like, is he going to be singing like Tom Jones? No. no. He's like a the band called Helmet. Performs. Helmet, who I've never heard of. I have heard of, heard of them. Um, they're like a grunge band from the oh, 90s. Oh, okay. So yeah. like Ozzy Osbourne is their manager? It makes sure. no sense. And he's then like, they do a Black Sabbath song, right. which is confusing. But he he's like, uh, Ozzy Osbourne is like, who are you fucking guys? He's like, do you know what you're doing? And they're hooking up all the PA and like mics and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we're the fucking best. He goes, we'll, we'll wire up a toilet seat that'll suck the pants off you. <laughs> I don't know why. Why? Uh, why would you wire a toilet seat? <laughs> the best electric. I don't know. That's the joke. It's absurdity. Yeah. I like that. Anyway, and <laughs> you, then, you uh, a pro toilet seat joke. And then, like, yeah, they're kind of hiding now, pretending. <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, and there's the, a gay panic scene. Well, the band starts. Uh, all the amps like start sparking and stuff. And then Ozzy Osbourne's like, "You fucking assholes!" I mean, we they, should mention they're being chased by two of the mob guys yeah. during like the past like three scenes. Pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, and they're like bumbling mob guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, because don't they go from this show to the other? 
other show. Yeah. yeah. Well, they go, they steal a cabbie's turban and a cab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretends to be a cab so they run driver. As, and then they're kind of like the movies, like, well, I guess we got to give Kamal something to do. Yeah, because he hasn't had hardly any voices yet. Yeah. And then we meet the big star of the movie, director Paul Bartel of Eating Raul. Yeah, the Eating Raul guys in this. Are you kidding? Yep. Is um, that him in at, at Tuts? Yeah, that's the guy who's like, "Where have you been? Get up on stage!" Yeah. It's Paul Bartel. I've never actually seen Eating Raul, but he had a cameo in uh, Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah because he been in also stuff, directed dude. Death Race 2000. Right. He's done tons of stuff. Yeah. So again, another famous person oh, in the know Jerky that was Boys. Him. Movie. That's so funny. Yeah. So they end up at like they. St- <laughs> April, do you think that he loved the Jerky Boys? <laughs> I think he might have just been in it for the paycheck. Just guessing. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Know, he likes to do B movies. Um, it'd be really yeah Paul Martel's like yeah I'd like to do B movies movies. (laughs) it'd be really funny if like one of them actually genuinely loved the jerky boys it was (laughs) really you had like a tattoo of the jerky boys no it's like Tom Jones I've got a I've got a tattoo of Johnny B on my ass (laughs) how many people do you think have tattoos of the jerky boys of like the logo of that screaming man screaming yeah Yeah. there's gotta be a lot dozens Um, <laughs> where, where was that guy in the movie? The screaming guy. He's in the trailer. He's like animated and he bursts he really? out of the phone. Justin. Yeah. Google jerky boys tattoo. You're at oh, a, there's gotta be. You're at a computer. You're on the internet right now. Do it. Yeah. Oh, I'm on the internet. Is there a photo of me with the jerky boys tattoo? <laughs> there has to be. Um, anyway, so now we get the Egyptian magician yeah, scene, so which they, is not funny. No, at and all. They, they end up at this Egyptian themed restaurant called Tuts for some reason and they have like uh, it's got hieroglyphics hieroglyphics on the walls and uh kamal comes in wearing like the uh, turban that he stole from the taxi driver and then they all think mistaken identity they're waiting for a famous egyptian magician i think it was just an egyptian uh, or a magician uh, they he says the yeah. Egyptian okay. magician. Well, then that's apparently a character. I guess that Kamal did. It on was. The Come on, Colin, you're our uh, jerky boys expert. Yeah, it was Tarbosh, <laughs> you don't know the, the magician, magician character. But for some reason, I'm talking about the people in the movie who are waiting for an uh, Egyptian yeah. magician. Mm. For some reason, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So he exists in this universe. Of- I yeah, guess. I, I guess. Yeah. They're like, "Where have you been? Confusing. You're late." So I guess he was held up somewhere. Uh, I guess uh, Egyptians yeah. have. He tries turbans. to do his act. He fails, and then um, the mob comes in and starts shooting up. And then Wait, the waitress is like, there was so hot hor- for him. Horny waitress. She's is- like licking her lips, and she's. Uh, and she's into it. But she has this kind of like eyeliner. Well, it's like supposed to be Egyptian. Like Egyptian eyeliner, which is really strange. And she is just licking her lips the entire it, time. It's a very, she looks like a cartoon like dog and those like, uh, uh, <laughs> like yeah. Tex Avery Tex cartoons. Yeah. Oh. She does. And so she's like, come upstairs. <laughs> yeah. She cannot get enough of Kamal like stumbling, barely saying his lines. Yeah, like yeah. trying not to smile. He's looking clearly at not doing anything. Um, and so she wants him. So she brings him upstairs and then, like, the guys are like, oh, yeah. And then, and Johnny B is like, he's wearing like ridiculously Coke bottle glasses and yeah. a hat, and he's doing the Saul, Saul Rosenberg. Guys, I'm, I'm looking at the Jerky Boys list of characters <laughs> here. It is like more complicated than the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> oh Universe. Brett, we- Brett Weir, who appears in this movie, is the name of Johnny Brennan's brother in law mentioned in two of the prank phone calls. So that's why he plays that character. So fans were so excited. He's the failed mom Oh, guy. God. Uh, Pico, an abused Mexican immigrant. No, I had an idea that, like, 
probably this movie was filled with references that I'm not getting because I didn't listen to the Jerky Boys uh, albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this was for the fans. Sure. You know. <laughs> yeah, this is for the Jerky Boy fans. Anyway. <laughs> uh, searching Jerky Boys tattoo, not oh. one. No, that's not true. Yeah. I can't believe there's that nothing. there's people that have uh, Woody Allen cartoon tattoos. <laughs> like Gagnum style <laughs> uh, tattoos. Yeah, Gagnum stuff. <laughs> you know who has, like, um, novelty act tattoos? Tattoo artists, because they just will put anything on their body. Um, I, I hmm. saw a guy at a tattoo uh, place once, and he had a, a Neopet on his arm. Remember <laughs> Neopets? Colin doesn't, yes. but Justin, you do. <laughs> do you? Sorry, I, I'm laughing because I read a Hard Times headline, which is millennials are ruining everything, including my ability to land Jerky Boys references. <laughs> <laughs> Google, I don't know the hard time. It's like the onion, basically. Um. So anyway, the uh, waitress brings Kamal upstairs, and she tries to come on to him, and he can't get a boner. Literally, that's what happens. Um. And so. Well, that's uh, time to talk about our sponsor, Blue Chew. <laughs> <laughs> don't be Kamal. <laughs> Oh god. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Johnny B comes in and pulls him out and it's a it's a very uh culturally uncomfortable moment. And then they well they run back to uh Johnny B's house and then they get arrested. First of all, there's like this detective Now we're back at the front beginning of the exactly. movie. Exactly. So there's like the detective set up at the beginning of the movie and uh so Yeah, he's kind of been following them the whole time. He wasn't really worth mentioning. But, yeah. So uh, now we're kind of back uh when they get arrested at the beginning of the movie with bags over their heads. So there's no point for them to put bags over their heads. Maybe it's, they just didn't want the cop, the 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 press to see them on the way in or something. It's only to set up the beginning of the movie when they are revealed for the first time to the audience. Uh, yes. So it's like, yeah. I mean, back in the '90s, you didn't have the internet or television yeah. or newspapers or magazines. You didn't know what these guys exactly. looked like. Yeah. Now, now you would know everything. <laughs> yeah, it was the oral tradition. You'd hear about these prank phone. <laughs> they calls. would draw. You'd draw pictures of them in dirt <laughs> around well, the, you, you the know, fire. You know, guys, hey, don't you think that maybe the Jerky Boys are like podcasters today? Because there's no. a lot of podcasters <laughs> I listen to, um, not not all of them, that like. Um, you get so used to the sound of their voice when you see them. Uh, it's like a disconnect. Oh, I just don't like. I don't even. I, I, it's weird I to know, me man. to see the the face. Really? Because every podcaster voice. I listen to, I'm like, this is a white bespectacled man, and then I see a photo, I'm like, yeah, that's it's what he still looks like. weird though when you develop a. Uh, a relationship, uh, what's, it, what's it called for a one-sided relationship? <laughs> parasocial. A parasocial, parasocial relationship yeah. with, yeah. Uh, with a, a, a person, a real person in this case, not a character. And then you see them like on a video podcast yeah. and it's and it's strange. Well, it's kind of weird seeing Kamal in this movie because I only know him from uh, like the crank calls where he's doing his like Indian voice or whatever. So he's like, I mean, to see him and have this like in the classic TV accent. show Crank Anchors, they made it puppets. So you wouldn't yeah, have that disconnect. Right. He he looks so like Queens. He's wearing like a baseball jersey and yeah, a hat. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, I, I think it's good that they're kind of representing their like Queens roots. Like it takes place in Queens. Like they shot in Queens. Like it's cute. I was curious about their their house. Like Johnny B's house is on this street, and at the end of the house, or sorry, the street is like this roller coaster. It looks like. Is it that, or is it some kind of scaffolding? It looks like a roller coaster, or. It, I, I don't know. Maybe I've never been to Queens, Queens, so I can't say. Um, someday I will. Oh, no. No, it's the. Uh, are you talking about the subway? Yeah, no, is it no. the subway? Because they do go up. Yeah, to, I think it's into the subway. The subway. 
around this time. Well, they escape. Point, like when they have the car chase and they crash into it near no, it? No, no. <laughs> Every time they show oh. uh, an establishing shot of Johnny B's street by his house, there's a huge roller coaster. I don't know if that's oh. a roller coaster. I don't know. Is that a is that a reference to like a Jerky Boys bit where they're like, I live by a roller coaster? No, maybe it's just a famous location New in New York residents, let us know. It's not a Was subway. Was that a roller coaster? subway is underground. Because I think I saw that location in... Um, Holes, <laughs> the move because it starts. Oh, okay. It starts off in in New York. I feel like I've seen it in a video game. Maybe it's like one of the Grand Theft Auto video games. Not all subways are underground in New York. They're they're above ground and they run. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot above ground as well. You mean like the L? Yeah. Yes. The, the, sure. elevated, <laughs> the elevated train in Chicago. I I uh, sure called I, I the know. L Is because that, it's elevated. I didn't realize that's why it was <laughs> really? called L train. I did not know that. You learn something yes, new every day. It's not um, underground. <laughs> okay, anyway, we need to skip to the part where their mom gets cement shoes, which is very this funny is, to this me. This is next. She she gets, unfortunately, um, captured by the mob. Yeah, so they escape from jail, and then they, uh, they well, they, they have a plan before they, they want to set up a, a sting operation, which involves a phone. Obviously. And recording, <laughs> yeah, record, check out and, and, and a tape recorder. Yeah, recording Frank Rizzo on a tape recorder. Yeah, so they get uh, they get captured again by Alan Arkin and the moms in these cement shoes, still wearing the waitress like. And they're in detergent outfit. boxes, which <laughs> is just a really funny visual. And then later, she's she she kicks the guys in the crotch. She's walking like, around. What so are you doing? It's clearly not a real like block of cement which is funny to me because it's basically she's just she's abnormally tall walking around in these ridiculous detergent boxes these like tide boxes they they would not put the actress in real blocks of cement of course not. I'm just saying. Tega takes cement shoes to it. <laughs> yeah, their method. <laughs> She's like, give me the real put, cement. Put me in real cement. Yeah. So there's a lot of like back and forth of them like running away and going home and yeah. and so but they 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 get the mom home and well, then they say go to the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the Brett Weir character is like, yeah, this Frank Rizzo person, he doesn't even exist. And they're like, oh yeah, well why don't you call him right now? And then you know yeah. Alan Arkin calls and like Johnny B has already kind of set up this pre-recorded conversation. Yeah, it's like one of those like answering machine gags. Yeah, it's like a, kind of like a automated like I don't know what you call it, like a what do you call those things? An answering machine. No, not an answering machine. Uh I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, like a voicemail? Mind. Yeah, never mind. I forget the name of it. Okay. It's, like, it's like you know the Arnold Schwarzenegger like thing where you like Oh, a soundboard. Like a tape recorder, yeah. <laughs> Oh, sound yeah, yeah. oh, I thought you were talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger in the last action hero <laughs> where he does that when his wife calls, but it's not really his wife. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so they get Alan Arkin on tape. Uh, saying like, oh, I've got all the cops in the city on, on the take yeah, or whatever, so blah, 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 blah. And yeah. then, but this is one of the funniest jokes. And then they end up like going to uh, Johnny B's house and their next door neighbor, William Hickey. Mm-hmm. Who's always just sitting in a, in a chair out front. In the lawn. Alan Arkin recognizes him and he's like, oh my God, it's Don so-and-so from way back in the day. And then they cut to a flashback. They have this flashback. It's like black and white and they have like the Godfather music playing and it's like slow motion. It looked really silly. And it's Alan Arkin as like a child and he's seeing like William Hickey. He's got this really bad black wig on his head. Being yeah. like driven through town on like a like a cart. Is that something that happened? I don't know. And he's like, you know, he's he looks like a Roman, you know, like emperor yeah. or something. But it's really funny. And then they like, he's like, oh my god, Don Vitello, whatever. And then they 
come back to like present day and Alan Arkin is like, oh, and he goes to like kiss his, uh, his, ring. his ring. But, and then they just have a, William Mickey has this like big cigar and Alan Arkin just instantly burns his eye. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and he goes, ah, fucking shit. He just goes, I know it's the way he says it. He just goes, ah, fuck shit. It's just, <laughs> That was a funny joke, and he's like, "Oh, because he burned yeah, his eye." Like, he's like touching his the, eye for the like five minutes. The first time we watched that, I, I, uh, I spit wine out. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, and it, they cut back to it, and he's still just like, "Oh God!" It, 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 <laughs> they only got that one take. Like, they didn't get enough. Like the Godfather music just stops. It's so funny. And then the guys are escaping. It's such a big buildup. Arkin like is getting his his, ah, his eye burned. Fuck shit. Oh, I mean, it's such a simple gag, but you know what? <laughs> it worked. Yeah. It really was funny. And, you know, it has this, the whole movie kind of has this kind of 90s feel to it, 90s comedy feel. Mm-hmm. Something that you would see in an early Adam Sandler, not later Adam Sandler. An early Adam Sandler. Yeah. And then um, the guys escape to where else? Times Square. Times Square. And man, oh man! Yeah, this film. I think one of the big problems. It doesn't have a big climax. No, no it, it, because it's like it's chase, kind of chase, over. chase, chase, chase in the second half, and then it's just like, they, oh, they, um, they get to Times Square. They blew all their money like renting the location for like five minutes, and they just yeah. do like a three sixty again and again and again around them is like they're they're calling all the news stations. And Kamal's just like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's, he's saying <laughs> gibberish that's like faded off in the, the soundtrack and it's, all you hear is Johnny B talking as his different voices saying, oh, we got all this information on the mob and the and the." Yeah, police. it's weird that like it doesn't climax with some kind of crank call or something like that. Yeah, in like this that. case, not really a crank call. They're just being like informants. And then... Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, the jerky boys are rats. And then they're doing the uh, the classic spinning newspaper gag to, to get us through the plot uh, yeah. explanation. <laughs> they ran out of money. They're like, yeah. we spent it all on Times Square. Yeah, it's like uh, Alan Arkin you and, know, and, arrested. And, and, and the police and the cop chief yeah. has been arrested and blah, blah, blah. It's like Frank Rizzo's, you know, the rat. And he... Uh, says the jerky boys were the, yeah the and then it's like jerky boys back on the force <laughs> yeah, but it's not explained like jerky I guess, does it say like the the you know Johnny B and Kamal heroes Hero, does it? yeah and, well they get government jobs yeah like what do we do and then there's a phone on the table and then everybody's like jumping to their feet and then they call who do they call oh the White Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh man, it's they, That's just like, I'm not a very good president. It reminded me of the end of like uh I don't know, Silence of the Lambs where it's like uh, <laughs> I'm going after the big The end of Silence of the Lambs. Another phone call where they're going to like eat Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a president phone. Oh, was that the version of Silence of the Lambs that played in cinemas for a week and then they, <laughs> the ending got cut out? Hannibal Lecter going, "Hey, sizzle chest." Sorry, no, I'm thinking. Oh, that's why sizzle chest because he's gonna eat him. I get it. You know what? I was thinking of the South Park uh, uh, parody of Silence of the Lambs, the kid who who the Hannibal Lecter kid who toilet papers houses because at the end he puts the phone down and he's going to the White House. Okay, I think that's why. (laughs) So wait, you confused South Park? Wait, have you been walking through life thinking the end of Silence of the Lambs? You You watch South Park too much and it it just poisons your brain. Hello, Clarence. Watch South Park too much. Clarice. You're like, you know what? Global warming isn't real. Hey, Clarice, silly tits. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and then that's the end of the movie. But of course, the credits have a rap with we have a, we their have a stinger with their phone calls. Um, uh, built it's like a, into it's like the a jerky rap. boy rap, yeah. yeah. But oh, no. I, I didn't do my due diligence. <laughs> it was closed by. We get a we get a, a stinger where Brett Weir's house is destroyed by it. Because earlier Kamal, as Frank Kissel called this demolition. Oh, place. I was wondering what that demolition setup was yeah. for that lasted forever. Yeah, and they really demolished a house. So I was just watching it, thinking, oh. Um, they must have known about a demolition. Well, guess what? They built and, condos and there. And then they just built. They just filmed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Or it was like Tom Jones' house. <laughs> what the hell no. are you doing? Jerky to Boys me? fan number one, Tom Jones. Yeah, I used to love you guys. What are you doing to my house? <laughs> I'm Tom Jones. <laughs> oh, and that's the jerky it's not boy. unusual. <laughs> How you gonna go anymore? my way? Um, what is it? Uh, his other song, Everybody's Kung Fu Fight. No, you know, that's not Tom Jones. Did he, did Isn't he it? do that? I, he did a cover of it, didn't Probably. he? Maybe that was on his cover album. God. Yeah. His, he it's did not, What's New Pussycat. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a that's a Carl Douglas song. Which one? I could have sworn uh, everyone's Kung Fu Fighting. He I did, think he yeah, did do a cover of it. Tom Jones did do the cover he, on Super Cop, which became the one that they played at the end of like every oh martial arts movie post super cop oh, that was everybody yeah. was kung fu fighting. yeah it even like shows up at the end of like shaolin soccer well, course, i love jackie chan he's one of my favorite actors <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah a jerky boys number one oh, be jackie chan my favorite two. movie if i could get jackie chan and the jerky boys together <laughs> and the third thing i really love <laughs> mars attacks cards <laughs> what if tim burton could direct a movie with jackie chan and the jerky boys it'd be my favorite movie <laughs> exactly. and they're fighting martian <laughs> Uh, well, um, of course I'd play myself. That's the jerky boys. <laughs> Tom Jones meets Jackie uh, J- Chan and, and the, jerky the jerky boys. boys it all ends versus Mars Attack. It all ends with them going to see a Tom Jones concert. Oh. <laughs> and it's like Tom Jones watching Tom Jones. <laughs> Uh, well, and then he that, chokes on it. food, and then Johnny B just starts punching him in the gut. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, uh, well, that was a fun time. Well, uh, if you want to watch the Jerky Boys, <laughs> it's on iTunes, four ninety nine. You, you can rent it. It's also streaming on YouTube. Um, Justin, you said it's on some sort of library app. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was sorry. I was looking. It was like Bonanza or something like that. Right? I think it was. Was it Hoopla? Hoopla. Yeah, Hoopla. <laughs> That's not a thing. And like Colin was like, ah, you and your funny I, made up I streaming she services. Made that up. I've never used it because um, I still don't have a library card because I tried to get one, but they're not giving out new ones right now because of COVID. Wait, wait. Have you never had a library card since you lived in Toronto? No. Can April? you believe that? Oh, uh, I mean, I can believe it. I find it sad. No, I agree. I'm a man who has a York University library card as an alumni. I can go and rent books, which I did all the time, pre-pandemic. Oh, nice. Yeah, everything's kind of shut down now. Anyway, The Jerky Boys. Uh, Great movie. Um, uh, And thank you uh, to Stephen Campbell for suggesting it. It was one that I wanted to do, but a lot of times we have these movies that we think, oh, I'd like to review that or, or watch it, and then it just gets, you forget about it. it gets yeah, I usually kind of jot them down, like, on the iPad. I'll go, like, movies Yeah, I mean, I think we podcast. even said uh, it. I'm glad I took episodes. this bullet so I don't have to do it on the Important <laughs> Cinema Club, which I'm sure any day now I would have been like, well, the jerky boy. It does seem like the type of thing that you guys would review because Absolutely. you guys talk about odd, odd oddities like this. 
I feel like Will was really burned by all the American Pie films that we watch. And if you listen (laughs) to that podcast at the end, he's like, no, I can't do this anymore. No more comedies. I got to jot down uh, uh, disorderlies before I forget. Oh, disorderlies. I don't even really know who the fat boys are. They're a little before my time. I know, but you would know. Uh, Haven't you met the the people who defeated Freddy Krueger in their music video? No. What? Well, you got to check out the fat boys and... uh, Freddy, is it no? Is it Are You Ready for Freddy? Or am I thinking of the unlicensed um, Will Smith song? Yeah, it is Are You Ready for Freddy? Oh, no. You didn't know that, um, yeah, uh, Nightmare on My Street was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, okay. No, I don't know about any of this. this right. is, uh... I got some learning to yeah. do. Yeah, and the Fat Boys music video, Are You Ready for Freddy? I believe Robert Englund shows up in it as Freddy Krueger. Oh, my God. Mm. And also Tom Jones. I'm a big fan of the Fat Boys. <laughs> I, I, I really love this. No, I'm, a, I'm more of a Freddy Krueger guy. <laughs> if they could do a movie with Jackie Chan, the Jerky Boys, and the Fat Boys, directed by Tim Burton. Okay. <laughs> if you want to eat, if, if you want to eat, Scott, you, you jerkies. Yeah, you, sizzle chest. You fucking jerky boys. <laughs> Calling you guys, you guys, you got me on the jerky boy side. Oh my Let's god, go you're gonna be calling everybody calls. beefy tits there, asshole. <laughs> Open your fucking ears. <sighs> if you would like to email the podcast, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. <laughs> uh, about every four months or so, we uh, we do a, a listener request month uh, or sorry, episode like we uh, <laughs> oh, god, month. like we uh, like, <laughs> nightmare, not a whole month, like we did uh, for this episode. So if you're on the two dollar level and up. Um, you will be submitted into that draw and if you're on the $5 level you get a little bonus episode every two weeks Uh, this week we talked about the fantastic Zack Snyder movie Army of the Dead uh, that is on Netflix Um, so if you want to listen to that uh, that's going to be out next week Uh, we're on Twitter at NoSuchThingPod and uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd and YouTube at April Atmansky you can follow me on Twitter at DeClue J, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, the letter J. I'm on YouTube at Film Trap and every week on the Important Cinema Club podcast. And you can follow me, Tom Jones, on Twitter <laughs> at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. Also, check me out on Cameo. Now you have to stick to the bit and you have to do um, Tom Jones-related stuff for a week on your I Instagram. Tom <laughs> Jones tweets. The Tom Jones cast. Like leading up to the release of this episode. <laughs> yeah. People are like, what is going on? What is all... Tom Jones. Wait, how much do you think Tom Jones for a cameo? For him to be like, I love the jerky he's, a, he's actually not on cameo, but there's a Tom Jones impersonator on cameo. It, it was so <laughs> funny, and I actually thought Believe it was Tom it. Jones. Believe I'm like, oh my god, he looks like a little weird. Yeah, he sounds like him though. He kind of does, and he's he looks like he's got a really bad tan. He looks like he's in blackface a little bit because he's got like white hair. And I'm like, that can't. He wouldn't be on cameo. You'd be surprised who's on Cameo, mm-hmm. but uh, apparently Tom Jones, um, too big to be on Cameo, not too big to be in the Jerky Boys movie. Hello there, sizzle chest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, uh. that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, uh, you know, um, for further further information, check out the Jerky Boys albums from the early 90s. <laughs> I'm April Edmansky. I'm Justin DeClue. Don't listen to those albums. Oh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe. I'm Colin Cunningham. The album's uh, specifically from 1993 to 1995. And, <laughs> and remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie.